Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about demographics and policy. In Canada, our fertility rate is 1.48. We're not making enough babies to maintain population. Like most Western economies, fertility rates are below the 2.1 required to maintain population constant. The U.S. is at 1.64. Italy is at 1.24. China is at 1.09. So countries with low fertility and rising populations are acquiring population through immigration. That's true for the U.S., for Canada, and much of Western Europe. Canada is a large country in terms of landmass, but in terms of housing, it's pretty much full. With nearly a million people admitted to the country in 2022, people are finding it hard to find a place to live. The vacancy rate in many cities is hovering near, and in many cases below, 1%. Newcomers to the country are having a hard time finding accommodations, almost at any price. I've personally had conversations with parents who are struggling to find student housing for their children who are moving away to attend university in another city. At the same time, many universities are experiencing falling enrollment. This is basic demographics. There was a baby boom following World War II, and then the echo boom when the boomers had children. And both these generations have passed through their college years, so it's no surprise that universities are experiencing falling enrollment. That's highly predictable. Still, some investors are focused on student housing. There's no question that some student housing is older product and poor quality. Some housing is further from the campus. In my home city, we have a new light rail system that stops directly at both of the major universities, in fact, all three universities. The housing within one or two stops from the campus is still very desirable from a location perspective. High-quality public transportation makes the viable radius for student housing larger than walking distance from the campus. Now, the universities and colleges in my city have a combined student population of about 100,000 students. That represents about 8% of the total population. Foreign students, which make up about 15% of the student population, pay a much higher tuition than those who are permanent residents in Canada. Naturally, in an environment of falling enrollment, the universities want more foreign students in order to smooth out their revenue. Many foreign students choose to stay in Canada after their degree and eventually become permanent residents and then naturalized citizens. Same thing happens in the United States. Well, this past week, Canada's federal government announced a plan to solve the housing problem by limiting the number of foreign student visas. Now, honestly, this is one of the dumbest ideas I've heard in a long time. In an environment when you have an aging population, you want your immigration to be biased towards the younger demographic. You want people who are just entering the workforce to be the ones coming into the country. In the first few years of their stay, yeah, there's in training, there's education that will enable a high quality of integration into the society. You really couldn't ask for better. Those who enter the country in their later years, where they contribute less to the economy and potentially represent a strain on the healthcare system, exact a higher cost on the country. Now, Canada's immigration policy has a two-tier system. Immigration in English-speaking Canada is governed by the federal government, and immigration in the province of Quebec is governed by the Quebec provincial government. Fortunately, the government of Quebec is not aligned with the Canadian federal government and has publicly stated that they will not follow the federal government's lead in limiting student visas. Nevertheless, the impact on universities in English-speaking parts of the country would be significant. Since foreign students pay about four times the tuition compared with local students, the financial impact on universities is easy to calculate. 
The point of today's show is that laws of supply and demand are the result of a combination of factors. Demographics change slowly over a long period of time, and they're highly predictable. Demand that's the result of employment in an area, well, that can change as well. A single mass layoff can change the dynamics in a local market. And demand that's the result of government policy is less predictable, even if that policy has been in place for a long time, as we've just witnessed. It might still make sense in selected areas to build student housing or to invest in student housing, but you need to look deeper to determine the quality of the housing in the area, see if it's meeting the actual demand. It's not just a numbers game. Creating vacancy by adding supply to the market might be perfectly acceptable, provided the vacancy migrates to the junk in the market. But in order to make that determination, you're going to need to really segment the market at different price points and at different product offerings. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.